Are you ready to change your life for the better? Welcome to the first episode of Your Mind, Body, Budget. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and I'm excited to give you realistic tips for your personal growth journey. The key to bettering your life is to take baby steps that slowly develop into long-lasting change. I know we can all be better, and I want to help you along the way. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a fantastic week. As of recording this, it is Friday, and oh my gosh, this week felt like it dragged on forever. Probably because I didn't get enough sleep. But I got to see Odessa this week, which was an amazing show, definitely worth the lost hours of sleep, and I'll make up for it this weekend. Anywho, let's get into the dimensions of wellness in this week's episode. A little about me. I'm a Midwest girly, born and raised, and I have worked in finance the last two years. I've also been committed to reading self-help books the last five plus years, and I'm constantly taking in new information on personal growth and trying to integrate those practices into my life. I believe that everybody should have access to resources on mental health, bodily wellness, and money mindfulness. Being mindful of your money habits can largely impact both your physical and mental wellness for what freedom, peace of mind, and comfortability money can afford you. My mission is to share what I've learned on this podcast so it can be a resource that you, my listeners, can use to assist in bettering your life on your self-development journey. It's important that we focus on the aspects of our lives that we can control so we don't feel powerless. And let me tell you, it's easy to feel powerless to the external forces in our lives. But no one can take away your own kindness to yourself. You deserve to have yourself on your own team. You deserve to treat you with kindness by taking care of your mind, body, and budget. So let's get into it. There are unofficially eight dimensions of wellness. I don't know who originally decided this, but that's what the top internet searches seem to agree on. These are overarching categories that often overlap, and there can be more or less depending on who you ask. But I'll stick to explaining these eight essential dimensions that are important to your well-being. This episode will be a broad overview to get you thinking about what dimensions you're excelling in and what dimensions maybe you could focus on a little bit more. Let's start off strong with one of my favorite focuses... Financial well-being. I firmly believe that this category affects all the other categories by providing you with the money for the life that you want to live. Financial wellness gives you freedom, which in turn can lower your stress and allow you to focus on other aspects of your personal growth. And what do I mean by financial wellness? This is having a financial plan, being aware of what your financial situation looks like, having funds to provide for yourself, your family, your pets, your plants, It's expensive to exist in America, so this is important to stay on top of. This can also be budgeting for big life purchases, saving for retirement, paying off debt, and learning how to invest and manage your money. Finance can be overwhelming if you don't have a lot of knowledge about it or if you have a bad relationship with money. And this is especially the case for a lot of women who are purposefully left in the dark about finance. But I promise you can learn there is hope. While it does take time, you can absolutely educate yourself on how to better your financial situation. There are so many fantastic resources available online, in podcasts, in books, and through experience. There are many great podcasts out there that have helped my financial journey. My two favorites that I've been listening to throughout this year are Financial Feminist and The Personal Finance Podcast. Both have a plethora of great tips on financial wellness. The Financial Feminist podcast focuses on finances from a woman-centered perspective, so that can be especially valuable for the ladies. 
The best place to start to improve your financial health is learning more. Coming in on number two is occupational wellness. I decided to talk about this one next because it largely relates to your finances. In this great capitalist empire we call America, it's imperative for most adults to work, to make money, to survive. But having the resources to be employed is ultimately a privilege. Privilege has a lot of influence on the jobs you'll end up getting. In fact, the privileges will affect all of these dimensions of wellness, so that is something I think is important to note. With your occupation, I hope that if you aren't doing something fulfilling, that you are at least doing something sustainable that is making you enough money that you can comfortably live. In an ideal fantasy world, we would all pursue our passions and work in a career that is deeply connected to your life and purpose. However, that is not the experience for all of us, maybe not even the majority. Not everybody has developed a clear life purpose to pursue just yet. I'm still working on that. Some of us are just trying to make ends meet, and it is not a failure to simply have a job that pays your bills. But it now seems to be the norm in America for people to change jobs and career paths frequently. And this can be a wonderful opportunity to explore what works for you and what doesn't. Additionally, changing jobs can help you make more money. Try to avoid becoming complacent in your workplace. I've made the best pay raises in my life by leaving jobs that no longer served me. Another side note, always keep that resume updated so you are prepared to apply if a new opportunity comes your way or if something unexpected happens with your current job. I need to take my own advice on this and get my resume updated. You never know what will happen, especially in the current unpredictable economic environment. Keep an updated resume, keep your options open, and stay prepared. Coming in on our third dimension of wellness is intellectual. If you are listening to this podcast, you get a gold star because you are already a curious person who is willing to learn. Cultivating intellectual wellness is working out your brain. This is exposing yourself to new information, questioning what you know, and believing that you can improve. Maybe that's the secret to self-help. It only works when you know that you have the ability to get better. Having a growth mindset is incredibly important for your intellectual growth. A growth mindset means that you believe your intelligence and abilities can be enhanced by working on them. This means you aren't in a fixed, unchangeable state of existence. You have the ability to improve, even if things are hard. Heck, if things are hard, that means you are challenging yourself, and that is good for your brain. Give your brain a workout, and let's not stay the same forever. Let's keep our brains active. One way that I love to keep my brain active is by challenging myself to read more. A few years ago, I challenged myself to read a book a month. I've always enjoyed reading, but that was more than I was used to at the time. Now I've progressed to reading two books a month, and I hope that I can improve that as well. I read what I'm interested in, which includes a lot of self-help books. There are a million self-help books out there, and a lot of them share the same sentiments. Self-help books are also not for everyone. I know at times they can be unhelpful depending on your preferred method of coaching or learning. But I read other books, and this is not self-help related, but I recently hopped on the Colleen Hoover train. I might be kind of late on this, but Verity was so amazing, and it so was It Ends With Us. That was great. Chef's Kiss. Those books were easy to read within a week. I could not finish them fast enough. They were so good. And learning does not have to be expensive. It mainly just takes a time commitment. Next up, we have emotional wellness. This is a category that I can admit that I lack at times. Emotional well-being is being in touch with your thoughts and feelings and having the space to express them. This can mean recognizing specific emotions when you're feeling them, being mindful of your feelings day to day and accepting them. 
Something that I have done to improve my emotional well-being is journaling almost every day. At first, I felt like it was kind of a nuisance to journal that much, but now I find that it can be healing to write exactly how I'm feeling and to let those emotions out on a piece of paper. You can even do this on a notepad in your phone if you prefer to do that, just for convenience. But practicing mindfulness and meditation can improve this emotional aspect. Although I dislike meditation, I do want to improve at it. Truly, it's whatever floats your boat or whatever keeps you alive. Therapy can be a great option, too, for tapping into that emotional well-being. I think we've gotten better at mental health awareness, but still have a long way to go. Mental health care is still inaccessible for many due to the cost, so that's something I would like to see improve. Next up in the fifth spot, we have the spiritual dimension. Spirituality is the beliefs, values, and practices that can give your life meaning. It's beneficial to explore and practice whatever makes sense to you, even if that means diverting away from the beliefs that were ingrained in you as a child. Because spirituality can be a very personal journey, I won't touch too much on this topic. I can certainly say I did not retain the same belief system I grew up with, and I've been exploring spirituality in gradual doses to see what works for me. I have an altar in my room, and I have crystals, and I like to speak to the universe every night, but that is just what my spiritual life looks like right now, and I encourage you to reflect on what spiritual practices you might have, if any, and what you're doing to connect in a spiritual way. If you don't have any spiritual connections, practices, or beliefs, that is okay too. You can make up for it in other areas. And keep in mind that spirituality doesn't necessarily mean believing in a traditional mode of religion. You can find spirituality linked with nature or connections to others, but if it does mean following a more traditional path, that could make it easier to find a community that also shares the same belief system. Ultimately, you get to decide and feel out whatever spiritual connection makes the most sense to you. For the sixth dimension, we have social wellness. This means having a support system, meaningful connections with friends, family, and your community. This is another dimension I personally struggle with due to my social anxiety. But having healthy relationships in your life is so incredibly important for your well-being and safety. And community is a part of social wellness, and I think that is a lost art over the years. It feels like there's not very much community anymore. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong places, but my observation is that we're mostly disconnected from the communities we live in, but there are still so many opportunities that we can look out for. There are countless ways that we can improve our communities, and we can work on this by volunteering or taking note of what areas could use help. Doing something as simple as donating to a food drive is doing good for your local community. Social wellness also includes family, romantic partners, classmates, and even your online interactions. Relationships with those close to you make a large impact on who you are. You'll occasionally want to evaluate the connections in your life to determine if the people around you are bringing positive light in your life or if they cast a negative shadow. Try to spend the most time with those who bring about a positive light. And social media continues to grow in usage, so that category has a giant impact on our mental health. I would recommend following inspiring people and accounts on social media so that your time is not spent feeling bad, but spent feeling excited and shared interests. Second to last, we have the seventh dimension, physical wellness. This is another dimension that really impacts the other parts of your life. This will impact how you feel, your emotions, your bodily health, Physical health can encompass a number of things such as eating right, getting enough sleep, regularly moving your body and working out. Physical wellness is a category that requires a decent amount of time and money to plan workouts or fill your fridge with fresh fruits and vegetables. 
or even take a trip to the doctor when you're sick. This category, like the others, is easiest to improve in small, meaningful doses. For example, add walking to your routine for 10 minutes a day. Then the next week, maybe try 20. I went from working out occasionally to regularly working out and moving 150 minutes every week, which amounts to about 30 minutes every weekday. And that is a general recommendation for the amount of movement we get per week. And I also want to note that I'm not doing extreme workouts that entire time while getting my movement minutes in. One of my favorite activities is briskly walking on a trail near my apartment. It's free, sunny, and a manageable workout for me. So find ways to sneak in those hot girl mental health walks. And last but not least, we have environmental well-being, which focuses on your surroundings. This can include where you live, as well as your relationship to planet Earth. Having a living space that makes you happy and safe is a very valuable part of your well-being. You deserve a space at the end of the day to decompress in a comfortable environment. Speaking of environmental updates, you can simply reorganize the furniture in your room or do a deep clean and donate what you no longer use so you're refreshing your space and giving back to your local community at a low cost. I also like to thrift interior decor that is cheap and cute for a low price. On another note, being in nature can help us disconnect from the instant gratification, hectic environment that we're used to being in. Let's try to enjoy what nature has to offer before global warming kills us all. I'm kind of kidding, but those uh, environmental destruction facts floating around are a bit unsettling. But hey, we'll make the best of the situation we're in. I love finding new places to hike where I live. I know some people aren't that lucky to live close to a forest, but there are usually parks and trails you can research and check out near you. If you live in the Midwest, like me, it is about to be perfect fall camping weather when it is no longer 100 freaking degrees outside. Snake in some time with nature while you can. And there you have it, folks, the eight dimensions of wellness. I hope this was helpful for you to reflect on the dimensions of wellness and how you're cultivating them in your life. While there are many things we can't control, there are so many things we can directly change in our lives. My motto is to make the best of the life that I was given, and it's getting easier for me to do that as I build better habits for myself. I'm looking forward to supporting you in building great habits into your life as well. I challenge you to think of what you can do to improve one or multiple of these aspects looking forward. Thank you for listening to Mind Body Budget, and I'll be here to give you realistic tips for your personal growth journey next week.